Today's scripture is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. If you'd like to follow along as I read aloud, it is found in your pew Bibles on page 31. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised. As he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. And there you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him and took a hold of his feet and worshipped Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. May God bless the reading of God's holy scripture. Amen. Today's gospel contains one of the 11 post-resurrection stories of Jesus found in the gospels and the book of Acts. The Gospel of Matthew follows the basic storyline of Mark, but with notable differences in details. Mark's story centers around the problem of who will roll away the stone. Matthew packs the story with women and soldiers and an angel and Jesus, along with such details as an earthquake, pronouncements, and a vivid description of the heavenly messenger. Now, with the death of Jesus, all salvation history has reached its turning point. All 27 chapters of Matthew come to this final chapter, the apex of Matthew's gospel. And it's different. Everything changes. You see, we spend all year round preparing for this day. Some of my preacher colleagues this morning are are literally calling it the Super Bowl of church. It's the day that everybody is ready to be a part of it. And why? Because we're, we're expecting something amazing to take place. For your, our guests here this morning, we look like this every week. I'm this scary all the time. Amen, my daughter says. <laughs> Yeah, lots of prayer for my kid. But it's this day that we're so happy about. Everything is exciting. We know these phrases that come back in our minds, and it's in this place that we look at the Gospel of Matthew with with new eyes, because today is a new day. Something different has taken place. The world has changed. It's the first time in three years on an Easter Sunday that this place has been standing room only. There's something at work 
in the city of Perry and amongst the world that people are reclaiming this understanding that Jesus is our Savior and that it matters. There's a lot of things to take us away from the focus of what it means to be a Christian. Now, I think it's important to mention that Matthew omits the mention of the purpose for the women, women coming to the tomb. In the other Gospels, it says, well, they came to prepare. But in Matthew, they were waiting. They were waiting in expectation for something new to happen. It's not unusual to see this motive of, of uh, earthquakes and the fear of the guards, death and resurrection, where they bind the scene to the scene of the death of Jesus. You see, Matthew thinks only in terms of one great apocalyptic event. Jesus dies and then rises from the grave. That was the turning point in all of history. Do you understand what I mean by that? Not just a blink of an eye. The world was changed, according to Matthew, at that moment. That moment is also the hardest to talk about. It's also the hardest to, to tell others what, what it means to us. And yet, what do the women do? As soon as Jesus appears, they go and they hold on to his feet in an act of worship. This is the same Jesus. The women may not hold on to him or to their old relationship with him. The risen Jesus appears to a person only, this is the part that I really want you to get from the Gospel of Matthew, they only come to send that person away to go preach the Gospel. I agree, Hunter. To go preach the Gospel. And why is that important? Well, it's because it's what we are. It's who we are. It's, it's deep within our DNA. It's what we say when I say we pray with our entire being. It's not just a catchphrase. It's what we are. When we say we're going to pray for somebody, it's from a deep place of belief. When we say he is risen and the crowd responds, now that was kind of wimpy. I mean... I mean, there's a bunch of us here even, and I felt like uh, Hunter was louder than you all. He is risen. When we say those things, it means something. It's not just a catchphrase. It's something that has changed the world because today is the day. I think about this in the sense of what, what did the disciples do at that place and in that moment, what were they trying to accomplish? You know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all kind of agree on the fact that when Jesus died, uh, they went and hid. And I think Christianity has done a well. I'm and I'm a, I'm a part of this, so I think part of what we do is, is we focus so much on the death we forget about the resurrection and how awesome it is. Our Holy Week experiences for me are awesome because it prepares me for today. I have to mourn the physical, human Jesus in order to celebrate the risen one. Jesus 
rose from the grave himself. That's not just a, a simple act. There's also a thing about the suddenly in Matthew. Suddenly this happens, and suddenly that happens. And I think we can, we can connect to that, because most of us in this room that have a connection with Jesus can say, and suddenly I believed. There wasn't any rhyme or reason to it. For some of us, it was a, a mountaintop experience. And suddenly, I felt the presence of the divine. For some of us, it was reading a book. And suddenly, it made sense to me. For some of us, it was I was walking down the street, working with somebody. And suddenly, I literally felt the presence of God. I don't know how to explain it, Josh. It's just that's what happened. And suddenly, this, my world was changed. I think Matthew totally understands that concept. Well, at least the translators do. They want us to understand that this wasn't just some freak flash in the pan moment. It was the world was changed. This day was different from now on. Which is why Christians have celebrated it every year in one way or fashion since. The resurrection is not merely the happy ending of an almost tragic story of Jesus, a, a, a postscript at the end. The resurrection perspective permeates the story throughout so that all of Matthew's story is testimony to the risen Savior of the church. The resurrection is preached from all 28 chapters. I think sometimes we tend to think that Oh, he's just talking about it here at the end. No, no. Everything leads up to chapter, all the way to chapter 28. And it's in that place that we have the exact same thing we were just talking about. Jesus appears only to send us away. And we get the Great Commission. Go into all the nations, preaching and teaching and baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And know that I will be with you till the end of the age. Without the resurrection, the whole story evaporates. And what we do here on Sunday morning becomes, well, becomes a social club. That's not what Jesus had intended. Jesus intended life-changing, life-altering, life-giving moments of being there for one another. Regardless of where we are in our lives, we are children of God. And God gave us Jesus, not just for the forgiveness of sin, as if that's a small feat, but a place of connection for all of those that believe. And the part that's really hard, those that don't. God extends grace upon grace upon grace, and we will never truly understand the love that God has for God's creation. Faith in the resurrection is a matter of worship, not of analysis or inference. 
Even if it was, it does not exclude doubt. It takes doubt into itself. This is the day that all of God's people get to say, from the depths of our being, He is risen. Yep, we got to wake up again. He is risen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.